We are back with another episode of The Montana Project. This week, episode 13. We actually had two Mullins in the studio. Uh, this week, we got to sit down with Kent Mullins. He's an ultramarathon athlete, uh, host of the Running Deep podcast. And um, we also we also had a pretty raw chat about mental health and um, just depersonalization and a few other things that he's battled with and, and continues to um, continues to take on throughout his life. Uh, but yeah, it was an awesome chat. It's always good to sit down with with people that are that are beyond us in in fields that we're interested in. So yeah, uh, without further ado, Kent Mullins. First of all, welcome to the Montana Project, mate. <laughs> hey, hey guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for having me. Um, let's do it. I think we typically start off with a welfare check, but probably... I reckon like welfare a, check for you, I reckon. Yeah, physical welfare. You've had a tough run. <laughs> yeah. And, a, yeah. and yourself as well, Corey, because obviously the injury this weekend. Yeah. couple of injured boys <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> oh, we're, re- we're recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah I usually, cool. usually try to start just a bit earlier and stuff but nothing was said that we can't edit out <laughs> yeah, yeah cool yeah no yeah. i think i think um because well, so you've obviously done your hammy yesterday yeah um that footy just started running it was funny because that was the one i did a few weeks ago mm. or a few months ago i'd say and then before footy i was filling in my right hammy and i went up to the physio i'm like yeah can you just like rub out the the right hammy and she's like oh do you need the left one done i'm like no it's, it's all good bang through the left hammy <laughs> oh, <laughs> i was like fuck you're kidding injuries um so yeah but what about you you've had a tough run over the last few weeks and now knee oh, injury yeah like uh, as we were talking earlier about it you know i haven't had a good run i just haven't yeah it hasn't been enjoyable it's just been sickness from the kids or just sickness from someone at work and then yeah getting an itb injury pretty much four weeks out from you know the 100 miler and is that like the band that runs up like the outside yeah so it, it runs all the way like pretty much from your ass all the way down to you like the, the itb is that from your knee to your ass basically yep um they call it a friction injury um so every time you take a step or whatever runs across the front of your knee rubs on your actual knee um basically yeah and pretty much that runs all the way down your foot and i've got weak feet and got weak legs even though the running i'm doing right high mileage but apparently i'm weak so (laughs) yeah (laughs) cool sweet so are you doing things to do you have to sort of strengthen and rest it at the same time is that yeah so as i was saying uh, to you before this i've just got the five finger vibrams um to strengthen my my toes have a good splay um so now i'm using them in the gym and doing anything um under five kilometers just Mm -hmm. to get that flat foot strength through my um, achilles all the way up into my calf what what were you running in prior to or like what do you do there's so many questions that we're looking to jump into I'll, i'll try to leave it for a little bit but what are you generally if you're doing like a long run on the road or something what are you wearing for that Hoka. I think yeah. that's where I I fucked up the most. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Yeah. So, look, like, for, for context with everything, 
you know, my mum's um, a barefoot runner. She's an ultra, or both parents are ultra endurance athletes. And mum was always told me not to wear hoka because of the cushioning. Yeah. Um, and I've always thought that's a load of shit. Like you're not strengthening your feet, and, and because there's so much cushioning, you're not you're not feeling the ground. You're not feeling everything around. Yeah. So when I transitioned from trail to more of the flatter stuff for this 100 mile prep i felt my running form go out the window yeah um so using the hokers when i was using when i was on the trails i was using you know a a four mil drop Mm -hmm. shoe so Mm -hmm. you know i was feeling the ground i could feel everything that was going on um you know go to uh, go to road and i'm using hokers with fucking i don't know like 20 i don't know what the what in like yeah. the the Clifton's like the Bondi's uh, or something? Bondi's, yeah, yeah. So super thick. Wasn't you know you 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 just bouncing. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't feeling the road, and as we said earlier, you know the the slight gradient in the road really fucked with my. Because mm. um, there's a good like I, I've got the the one ones like the black and white ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like it, yeah, you're right. Like there's probably 25, 30 mil of foam on the mm. back end, and it's. So yeah, you you're not feeling the ground. You're not. And this is a personal thing. Other people can run on them, but you know, I need to feel myself hitting yep. the ground, and I wasn't doing that. And then, yeah, one day, just I felt something like a shooting pain in my ass, and then ran up the, my entire leg, and I couldn't run anymore. And yeah, mm. so I think I've just got to go back to basics. So mm. with with those vibrams and the like feeling the road more, is that to develop like your arches and just increase like your mm. strength in those little. To increase everything, yeah. um, it, it's just to have that. Have you used you know ultra, uh, A L T R A? They're like the new running. Are they are they the ones. little minimalist ones? They're like the flat. They're like yeah. zero drop everything. Yeah, with just a little bit of yeah. foam, pretty much for yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so I want to get I want to get into using them, and a lot of I'm not gonna say I'm, I'm gonna go pro, but a lot of pros now are using that. Yeah, but then you have a look at how they run you're going oh okay you must be strong through your entire mm. bottom half yeah which yep. they usually are anyway but i think yeah for me i'm gonna chuck the hokers out and yeah just go very minimalist for the time being but you've also got to be really careful because if you go too far too hard too fast um you can really fucking injure yourself because you just mm. mentioned obviously as well the 5k and less like for those yeah, 5K and less is a good, um, you know, I can run 5K blindfolded at the moment. Like, yep. it's not a massive deal for me. Anything above that, that's where you just got to start looking um, at your form because especially being, you know, flat-footed, um, well, you're going to be running flat-footed in the Vibrams anyway. Mm. Um, you get fatigued and you're using you start using muscles that you've never used before. So when I went for a run the other day in them, I felt my Achilles start to hurt. I felt my um, calf start to hurt. Yeah. Where I've never had that before. But, you know, just changing it up. Because with that drop, essentially, it's bringing your heel up and it's releasing the tension off mm-hmm. your Achilles and stuff, hey? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you're, using, you're just using things you've never, ever used before. Um, yeah. And again, in turn, over a period of the next couple of months, that will strengthen everything. So, I might go back to, you know, more more minimal hoka, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, only time will tell. Do you get barefoot much? Fuck no. Nah? <laughs> oh. Nah? <laughs> I don't know, like, because I'm on, 
like because of work and then i'm always in boots and yeah that, and i like don't really go to the beach as much as we should yeah mm-hmm. um but you know well if, if i can transition out of the job i hopefully can do more barefoot stuff yeah but i try to but it, you know it's just life yeah yeah <laughs> unfortunately it's not super acceptable to go many places without shoes as well i found like yeah. lucky enough like where we are and stuff to be able to get out and about but i've actually i got a pair yesterday of the um the on cloud cloud x cloud 10 oh, whatever that yeah <laughs> i don't know if i'm i'm not sold i had some friends recommend them and i put them on and um when i was because i was looking for something different because mm. i had those uh bondi's for running but i didn't want to like you're saying get it too reliant on a mm. super soft mm. shoe and so and then like a very other than that i've got you know, a pair of steel caps mm. for work and a pair of vans maybe in the connie mm. sort of thing and yeah I, I don't know yet i'm not i don't know if i'm sold because and they oh, i hate them yeah oh, you know you know them, the, you yeah. know like the the edge like underneath your actual i guess your ankle mm. um it seemed like it was quite sharp like it i don't know yeah i'm probably not doing <laughs> oh, the no. best job of selling them <laughs> no I, I i don't like i wore them at um locker where do they sell them athletes athletes foot yeah and it was just it was like a brick mm. like you, you're not you don't have any movement yeah. it's just like flat they roll mm. well though i'll give them yeah. that because the 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 soles made up of like separate sections so usually with like a normal shoe where it's like one bit of foam across the mm. bottom this one like you could pretty much roll it up if you wanted to mm. so i guess like i i probably wouldn't see myself running in them but maybe when i'm like walking and stuff because they mm. i don't know see how they go <laughs> mm-hmm. i'll just stick to my my vibram yeah <laughs> they're not the prettiest shoe either like I, i'm now walking around at the shops and shit with them and they're like they're not they're not nice looking like yeah. you've got your toes like that and yeah like, oh, like people looking at them as you're walking past them, like, oh, this so I'm, I'm assuming then and this is yeah. definitely something i wanted to touch on in the episode is you're definitely rocking toe socks yeah yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> two of them. I love it. In Gingies? Yeah, in Gingies. I oh, bought yeah. them when I bought it. I went to Wild Earth, um, yep. picked up some in Gingies. But I f- like, again, this is like when you wear your shoes and you don't have a big toe box, all your toes are all crumpled up. Like, like they're all one on top of another or they're really tight and close. Mm. Over a period of years and years and years of that happening, trying to put on toe socks it should be easy because mm. your toes should be a bit more splayed out. But because they're so bunched up, you try to put them on and then you've got two socks going in the pinky toe one, yeah. <laughs> a, a, a two toes going in the pinky one, and yeah. then you've got your big toe going in the wrong one. So it should be easy, but it's not. So yeah. like yeah. that just goes to show like how far backwards I am when it comes to like good foot health. Well, yeah. your, your explanation before of looking at your hand and mm. your arm muscles and stuff mm. is bang on to what it is and like if you'd like to explain that to listeners they're probably sick of me talking about toe socks yeah. <laughs> um so when you put your hand out oh, this is to the audience hey guys um <laughs> when you put your hand out and you move your fingers around and you look up your forearm you'll see you know different tendons moving blah 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 and you can display your, your hand out and that just goes to show that you've got good grip strength. That's the exact same for your toes. So if you splay your toes out and you know move them around, you'll see up your shin, you know different muscles and tendons move. So the more you strengthen your toes, the more you you strengthen your feet. Um, the stronger your foot gets, the stronger your shin gets, stronger your whole entire leg gets, basically. And that's yeah. I'm just trying to regurgitate what I heard from <laughs> other people and. Um, that's the best way I can really describe it. 
but yeah it's just being more conscious it's not just and this is a, i had a conversation with my coach running isn't just you know it's it's not just putting one foot in front of the other there is such a science behind it you know you don't want to overcomplicate it but you got to understand that if you don't take care of your feet they're not you're going to get injured you're not going to be able to run anymore yeah mm-hmm. um you know and you, you you see a lot of people going too hard too fast ramping up the mileage too quick but they're not taking care of their feet they're not re- recovering they're not resting they're just going go 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 so mm-hmm. yeah for the audience or whoever's listening to this just chill enjoy running <laughs> it is and take care of your feet have yeah. you seen um nick bear does in the mornings he like rolls out his foot mm. with the cold ball mm-hmm. do you get around that at Fuck all no. no i don't like my feet <laughs> being touched oh, yeah. i i uh, i don't even know what it is i can't even touch my own feet like i can't just the thought of massaging my arch out getting in the pressure points like <laughs> <laughs> does he what so is it like a frozen ball it's like yeah so it like breaks up the middle of your foot yeah you've got fascia that runs well you've got fascia everywhere and basically when you roll that out it breaks it down and kind of loosens it up and loosens it, it up yeah 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 i i got told that because i was having um pains like with the plantar fascia mm. um and it, it was just getting pain I, I guess in the heel and, and through the achilles and stuff and it's it's so many things are kind of contradictory in the way that you look at like usually when you've got an injury, you'll try to stretch that specifically. So like I'm thinking, oh yeah, I got to stretch something in my heel, and then I went and spoke to I think the physio at footy, and they're like, oh no, like you got to sort of attend to underneath your foot in the arch and loosen it all up. But yeah, it's it's so interesting when you start diving into like pain and why something is the way. Like even with your ITB, like yeah, it could be stemming from like you're saying with your feet or whatever. Like I, I it, it just stem it, like I know where it stems from. It's just going from, you know, high mileage on trail, then swapping to just flat. Mm. And my body is, is just isn't used to it. Mm. Um, and again, wasn't taking care of my legs, wasn't taking care of anything, just thought, yeah, no, um, took it for granted. And then, yeah, got injured. Because so. we, we touched on it earlier, but the running on a trail, obviously you've got far more incline than road mm. running and that sort of thing. Do you, do you think when you hit a section it's like more quad dominant running and that is it gives you relief obviously off your calves and stuff mm-hmm. but do, do you find that sort of strengthens your entire leg in general like 100 percent. like yeah. i the fittest i felt you know i saw i dnf noosa 100k mm-hmm. and that's something we can touch on later um but the fit it was the fittest i felt coming into a race and i felt so good because a lot of my um training was you know putting a five kilo pack or 10 kilo pack and doing um, you know trail like just going up and down a hill mm. um, a lot of it was hilly running it was a lot of undulating everything right? it was the fittest and the fastest I've ever been but then when it came to the flat it was just in shit mm. I don't think I'll ever be a road runner ever mm. ever I just enjoy being out in nature and you know but yeah again I think doing those more undulating trail stuff is just so much more better for your body yeah just again if you're an elite guy then you're already fit as it is do you you find it's a bit easier on the mind as well trail running because it's a bit more scenery rather than just road running that's the only reason that's like when you're when you're on the trails 
you're there you, you're present you hear the whole thing of being present in the moment you have to be present in that moment because if you don't you're gonna fucking trip over a rock mm. or um where road running you just sort of zone out and just go and that's not what i uh, I fucking hate being stuck in my own head. So mm. I would rather be in the moment running on, you know, technical trails or whatnot and being out in nature and, you know, running on roads and having to wait at traffic lights. And I just feel like you're a part of the, the system, the rat race. <laughs> you, know, like yeah. you, yeah. you see all the cars going past and it's not, it's, I don't know, there's just not that connection to, oh, this is getting deep already. You know, you get um, <laughs> connection to earth being grounded to yeah like the hinterland and i heard someone actually talking about it the other day and like I, i'd heard like earthing getting thrown around a bit and i, I didn't really know much and hadn't looked into mm. it but when someone kind of explained to it explained it simply to me like, it did make sense like even just getting barefoot like every now mm. and then and walking around and that sort of thing as well but there's something i've always found like with water like i love being either near the beach or whatever like a near a river and stuff but yeah when you go out um even got got the chance yesterday to do like the little uh trail run up at main beach to the spit yeah and that section through there is nice because like it it's just a bit of a change up mm. especially once you get in behind the dunes and mm-hmm. stuff like it's yeah it's good to sort of be away from everything else oh, i love it like I've, I've had some fucking hectic experiences especially in nature like Oh, I'll give you one. Um, so what I what I enjoy doing is making my own trail. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll look on Strava and have a look at the map and go, how can I connect this point here from my house to Chisholm? Mm-hmm. So I ran from Reedy Creek all the way over at, at the back of Benogan, cut into Talabadra, then cut over into um, Currumbin mm-hmm. or Currumbin Valley. And then cut over into the border trail. and So that was about 40-something odd K. Yeah. I had some fucking, heck, like the most hectic experience. Out, and this is where it comes down to like nature and whatnot. I'm out there and I got this like, this track or trail hadn't been touched for years. I'd, I'd say 10 years. Mm. Like reeds were above my head. Yeah. I'm bushwhacking. <laughs> and then I got this feeling of, doom and this is where i'm a massive believer in um you know aboriginal culture and whatnot and i'm out there by myself i've got all my pack on and i just got this feeling of i'm in danger for no for no reason everything fucking stopped the wind stopped blowing the birds stopped chirping and i'm going this is this is actually happening this is real what's going on so then out loud i've just gone like you know I'm not here to hurt anything. I'm just coming through. Please guide me, you know, safe passage through through this sacred land or whatever. Yeah. I'm getting like goosebumps. <laughs> but I, and I'm a massive believer in that. And and then suddenly this like I felt like a weight was lifted. Wind starts like I'm not even kidding. Wind starts blowing. Birds start chirping. Yeah, right. I'm like, and I felt like I was allowed to go through. Yeah. So I went through, got out, and I turned around. And then just went silent again. And I was like, it was like, yeah, okay, we let you go through. I'm getting like, get out. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, like that. And that's the whole reason it's experiences like that, that you go, you cannot explain. Yeah. I can't physically, like it happened. Like it was fucking real. Yeah. And yeah, turn around. And it was like, we let you go through. There you go. Fuck off. 
yeah um, do you think just being out like so i'm too excited to to stick to any structure and jumping ahead to the noose 100 and stuff like that as well but like what was it 16 and a half hours or something that you're out there like it, what period of time are you not seeing anyone and you just out by yeah so so to jump to that um i'll definitely do so i did glass house 100k mm-hmm. um in 16 and a half hours and now this is where i say you know to anyone out there wanting to do anything i did no training for that mm. <laughs> i did fucking my my biggest week was 50k we're good at that as well, yeah. by the way. Play I don't just, think yeah. to that level. I just did the marathon with it. <laughs> my mate goes, I'm doing, I've signed up for the Glasshouse 100. Yeah. I'm like, cool, I'm doing it with you. That's sick. Yeah. And so we did it. He dropped out at 80K. Um, but yeah, when, you, when you're out there, you, you're not, you don't see anyone for a couple of hours. Mm. Um, and because you're on, I always put it back onto glass i always compare my times to glass house but i shouldn't because a lot of the terrain there was nearly fucking like unrunnable like you couldn't run really because yeah. it was um all four-wheel drive track yeah so you've got you know those guys that you see on instagram going up like a wall <laughs> yeah that's what it was like you had to actually climb, climb and yeah and then you go into this place called the dungeon at like nine o'clock at night and it's you have to climb up rocks like it's not running <laughs> you've got to climb yeah and a lot of that, that's what it was. And it got to 36 degrees out in the Glasshouse Mountains and it's hot, it's, it's dry. You're just slogging away. You're not, you're not running as such. Yeah. So if, you know, the, it, was, it was only like 2,700 metres of vert. Only. <laughs> <laughs> over, over like a 100 kilometre period. You yeah. Saw, it's not that. So that are you taking like trekking poles and no. stuff? No. Uh, I had sticks at yep. the time because this is my first like ultra. Yeah. Um, you know, 16 and a half hours for, for that course for, and for no training was, um, it, it was like for me personally, when I look at it, I go, that's a good time. Mm. Um, where, you know, the, the winner got 12 hours. Yeah. So, but the, the course records like, nine hours something i'm like how the far fuck do you run that fast and like climb yeah. shit? um so talk us through it like what's obviously you said prep wasn't as good as it could have been <laughs> there but was no prep <laughs> there really what, what was wasn't. your longest run prior to oh shit like 30k <laughs> yeah right and that's where yeah that's where i say to, to people out there that if you really want to do it you can mm. it's it's Again, it's so fucking cliche. You, we put limitations on ourselves and it's all in the mindset. But it, it is. It, it is. Like, mm-hmm. I had a base there that I go, I'm fit enough to run. But I knew at, you know, I was running with a guy from Brisbane and I said to him, like, mate, like, with 30Ks in, my legs are fucking cooked already. Mm. And he's like, mate, you're 30 kilometers in. You've got 70 to go. Yeah. This is too early. And I'm like, yeah. oh, it is what it is. So you get you run into the um, you know the aid stations and seeing people and you know it, it's nice to see people and they they give you all the food and stuff tell you you're looking good and then send you on your way. Um, but yeah, it, you got 10, 10 to twelve kilometers between checkpoints, which is which is really really good. Um, and I, it's just a mental thing; it becomes mental at fifty k. Yeah. Mm. Um, the, the worst part 
I'd say was at night time. You know, you, I ran, I got to 70 kilometers and went, cool, I've got 30 more to go, piece of piss. But because you're hurting so much, you think you've been running for an hour and you've only been running for like 20 minutes mm. and you've only covered a K and a half. Mm. Oh, fuck, I've got to repeat that. <laughs> no, 30 more times. Um, but then, you know, again, I, <laughs> this is what I shouldn't have done. Told my partner, be at the finish line at 9 30. <laughs> <laughs> 9.30 comes and I've still got, you know, 15 kilometers to go. Yeah. And I'm slow and I'm, I'm hurting. And then I got lost. I got I got really lost. Um, again at night time because Glasshouse hundred or hundred mile is renowned for not being marked well. Yeah, right. So you run hundred meters and there'll be a, a pink tag, and um, so you just gotta connect the pink tags. Gotta p- connect the pink pink tags, but when it's night time and I've got a fucking you're supposed to have a nice to- like a, a good torch. I had a bike torch, <laughs> so I've taken a wrong wrong turn phone dies i've got no way of contacting anybody start running no pink tag fuck turn around start running no pink tag so i'm like fuck it just keep running just keep running and eventually you know 40 minutes have passed so i think i could have got a better time if i didn't get lost um but that's just a part of the experience and you know by that point you i'm starting to panic a bit going i i don't know where i am Mm. there's no markings there's no signs there's no nothing you're in the middle of fucking nowhere and i see a light come over the um um the hill it's a guy in four-wheel drive and he's like he was drunk too yeah (laughs) he was like what are you doing mate i'm like i'm lost i don't know where i am yeah he's like oh you're doing you're doing the 100k i'm like yeah yes mate if you go up here turn left at the up here in the intersection here uh and then you'll get back onto the thing and so I followed that, got back onto the track, and then the last, I'd say, because I ended up running 105 kilometers. Yeah. Last 4K was like my fastest in, in the entire race. <laughs> really? Like I'm just yeah. running. I just want to get home. Yeah. You forget, and this is where I say, you know, it's the mental capacity. You forget that you're hurting. You're just running. You just want to get, you want to, you're fucking over it by this point. Mm. Well, that um, was you on the marathon, wasn't it? Your last, your last K or something you said. Oh, yeah. I think they're apples and oranges with something yeah. like that. Though. But like, yeah, even the the mindset of that, I, I don't think like I was running a six minute K, so I, I thought I was just pretty conservative. Mm. I did a negative split with it, so it was like just yeah, super conservative. My only goal was to finish, mm. um, and then I got within that five or seven Ks, like when it's turned around up at mm. Runaway Bay sort of thing, and I was like. I, I knew where my body was at and what mm. I had left. And I was like, I'll bring it up to like five and a half. And then I think the excitement of seeing like the last two yeah, Ks, yeah. I was like, all right, let's see what we got. And I actually, I got like literally, <laughs> I think I was, I was probably on the last hundred meters coming onto the corner of the finish line. And I just had a heap of electrolytes, maybe like a K mm. back. And I was like, oh, I don't feel good here. Like, I threw up in my mouth. <laughs> 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 and like, I've thrown up. And I'm like, I can't be that guy on the, like on the news just throwing up mm. over the finish line. So, I, yeah, just got, uh, got, it, got it back down. Got the electrolytes back in. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I'm extra hydrated then. <laughs> I've had it twice. <laughs> but what, what's the mindset like? Obviously, trying to find your way through a track like that when you're also fatigued and then a bit of anxiety comes into play because you're like, oh shit, like I don't know where I am in that. Like, For what it is, like I, I, I sat, okay, so 
it's pitch black I, I don't know where the fuck I am I, I literally didn't know where I was I had mm. no bearings I you know I knew Beerburrum uh, Mount Beerburrum was on my on my right coming out but then it would it should have been on my right coming back in I should have seen with the with the full moon that there was a mountain on my right but there was nothing so I've gone no bearings no nothing I sat there and I went okay then because all it is is problem solving mm. um, I'm going okay if I go back into the woods I have the chance of getting more lost but I'm on a main stretch of gravel road I'm going to stick to this because I'm not going to risk getting more lost into the actual woods so follow yeah it, you, you just go okay I'm, I'm in a safe place now I've got a tracker on me if I sit here someone's going to find me whether whether it's in the morning doesn't matter that someone's going to find me regardless mm. um and you've also got like safe uh, the, the high vis on and whatnot um but yeah like y- y- you get a bit panicky but then you also like my biggest thing was my partner at the finish line that was it like, if she wasn't there i couldn't get i would have just ran until i found something mm. um but yeah having her there i ended up finishing at like 11 o'clock um yeah running through they the the race director came up to me and said did you get lost for a bit i'm like yeah because you could see on my strava there's a little like t section i just kept going up here turning left turning right yeah Um, but yeah finished that fucking broke down at the end just like it was it was a tough day out yeah how hot it was for my first 100k I came ninth out of everyone, which I was like super, like holy fuck, like, yeah, super chuffed about. Um, but it, it all comes down to how bad you want it. Yeah, eighty k. I told myself I'm not gonna. You fucking hear this all the time, like no, you got to tell yourself you no, know, give give yourself no way out. And it's like, <sighs> yeah, but also you know, to the contrary, it depends on your situation. But I had nothing wrong with me. All 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 it was were my legs. That was mm, it. Mm. Um, and you know it's just a bit of pain like it's not like a like a I'm going to injure myself pain it's just muscle soreness mm-hmm. but that's it that's all it is uh, when you've got good music you've got a good conversation with people that you're running with because I ended up running with um, like three other people we're just sharing stories for the last you know 15 kilometers together then I ran off from them and yeah got lost so <laughs> just stuck with them um, <laughs> But yeah, it, it's just a mind. Fuck, I hate saying it's just a mindset thing because everyone says it, but it, it is. You've just got to be in it. Mm. Um, you've just got to mentally go. Yeah, it's gonna suck. At, at some point, it's going to fucking suck, um, and you just got to deal with it accordingly. How mm. do you discern between soreness and this sucks and actually being like, I've injured myself? Like, because oh, you'll, can, you'll know. You'll like, know. <laughs> Towards the end of your marathon, how did you feel? Like your your legs are pretty cooked. Like I, I think because I ran uh, quite a slow pace for like where I was at. Like I I pulled up and I was didn't want to jinx myself like a day and two mm. later. But I had a few people say, "How are you feeling?" And to be honest, I felt pretty good. Like mm. I, I was and I went for a first run back yesterday. And like as far as I can tell muscular wise it felt like you'd sort of done like a legs workout or something but it, it's just it's so yeah. like it's not even worth comparing to something like that distance uh, how do i 
have you ever done a run where you, your legs are you just fucking cooked? Like, mm. I mean, like, you, you really... It doesn't have to be 100K. Like, mm. I'm just saying, like, 30 or 20 kilometers where you're just hurting. Like, you just... It's just muscle soreness. Mm. Each step hurts. It's, I think I think what I was sort of aiming for is the fact that, like, say you got 15K to go. I'm assuming mm. that's pretty far from anything regardless. Mm. So, even if you were injured, like, were you like, I still have to get myself out of this anyway? Look, like... If I was injured, I would have called it quits yep. or, or walked as far as I could till I, till I could. Um, but with that one, you just you just know the the. I don't know how to explain it. It's just a, a, a burn. That, mm. That's the mm. only way I can tell uh, uh, explain it. Have you done F forty five or anything like yeah. that? Yeah. And you you get that lactate burn and you're like fuck, like I'm exhausted. Yeah. That's mm. that's you know that's fatigue. You go, yeah. okay, I'm fatigued. But then if it's a sharp pain, you go, fuck, if, if I take the next step and it's shooting all the way up the side of my body, you go, mm. okay, I'm, I'm going to injure myself. Yeah. Which brings me into my DNF for Noosa. Mm. Um, there was Noosa 100K, there are so many variables that fucking threw me off that race. Um, one, it was run by triathletes. Yeah. So, the cutoff was 15 hours, which for a, for an inaugural event, that's 15 hours for 100K with that vert, that's fast. That's mm-hmm. that's like you've got your elites and then who finish it in under 10 hours. <laughs> that's ridiculous. It, yeah. Um, and then you've got your people that just want to run 100K. Yeah. To do it in 15 hours, it's not happening. So is that is that due to like the elevation they have, or just the course, or just the course? But they didn't realize that because they were triathletes, they didn't know, and they sent a massive email out to that they've given it like a twenty hour cutoff now. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, they said it was going to be trail. The only trail there was was doing an out and back, mm-hmm. um, in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, which was twenty k's altogether. Which like okay, cool. But yeah, majority of it was road or gravel. Yeah. It was hot. It was humid. The checkpoint staff didn't know or didn't care. Like, mm-hmm. they had no idea what they were doing. Yeah. Um, overall, it was an event, but it could have been done so much more better if it was done by, um, uh, like, mm-hmm. trail runners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a bit of, like, a triathlete vibe there. You've got... Yeah, it was it was set up like a triathlon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I this is where I go. There was a difference between me being injured and pushing through it. So at thirty k's, I got started swerving because of heat stroke. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. I got essentially pulled from the race because the lady could see I was pale and I was just going to keep pushing on. And I went, well, okay, stop, can't. Why am I doing this? I'm not going to throw myself potentially in hospital for mm. a fucking a, a, a Strava segment. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I know I can run 100K, so that was that. But then it was just going, okay, I've got to be smart here. If I continue on, I'm going to really fuck myself up. Um, mm. I had water. I couldn't hold water down, couldn't eat. I kept vomiting everything up. So at the last check or the checkpoint i think it was like checkpoint two you go checkpoint two run out to a water station come back to checkpoint two which is 42 kilometers 
I just went, no, nah, I'm calling it quits. Mm, just could, wasn't worth it. Could you tell that you were getting heat stroke? Or I've never I had was, it before. Because like, they, they are symptoms of it as well. So At start, I got dizzy. Mm. I felt so, my legs felt strong. I felt really, really strong. But my upper body, I went, is there something wrong? And I went, okay, can't stop being a bitch. You know. <laughs> Goggins, went, okay. the David Goggins. Yeah, but it was like, okay, I can Goggins it. But then it was past the point of Gogginsing it. Like it was not worth it. And it w- just wasn't worth pushing through that. So, oh, man, where can you go down the Goggins track? <laughs> it's a weird one because I've always found like he is exercising more than just his body when he's doing those runs. It seems like as well. But I know, yeah, you can be like, oh, yeah, I'll Goggins it all. Like I'll push through and stuff. But what's it going to cost? And it's like, and he says this, and people don't. And this is what fucking shits me about this. He says it. Do not copy what I did because he had to apply himself to get out of that fucking hole he was in. Mm. That was his situation. Mm. For majority of people, they go, "Oh, you got David Goggins." In. It's like I don't have to apply myself because I'm very privileged with my life. I don't have to go to that place he went mm. because I'm not proving anything to myself. I'm happy. Like mm. I'm where I am. I'm happy with course the message is do hard things train when you don't want to when it's cold but he says do people don't <laughs> fucking repeat it because mm. they don't that's not the message they want to hear do not re- don't do what i did because mm. what i did was fucking stupid and i put myself in hospital no one looks at that yeah mm. so for me it wasn't like oh you got david goggins it was just like i gotta be smart here i don't want to fucking be in hospital i want to enjoy my time here i haven't enjoyed it call it quits live another day i feel like as well at the end of the day you always know why you're going to stop something it's Mm. like you either know that you're leaving something on the table and you're like you're quitting or you're choosing to not finish to run another day sort of thing that's where the goggins thing comes in if you're quitting because you just can't be bothered anymore like that's your fucking issue Mm. and and you know as you just said you know that you know for me i know personally in my heart of hearts I was going to be fucked if I continued. Mm. It wasn't me being bitching out and not staying hard. It was the physiological problem with my body. I can't get over. I have to quit. Mm. Mm. Do you you think as well, it it almost, to some degree, it takes more restraint to make that decision as well. It is so much harder to make that fucking decision. It is is like, you don't want to because one, you've got people, again, it's a judgment thing. You go, but again, if someone's judging me because I quit a fucking race, why would I talk to them? Mm. Like, mm. it's just, it's just a, ah, this is the way I put it. It's just a fucking run. Mm. It's a run. Yeah, put, I love, yeah, I love that. We put, this is my thing with social media. We, we go, oh, you know, running all these distances and we put so much onto, if you're training for it, I get it. But you just got to remember, back to basics, it's a fucking run mm. for god's sakes like mm. you're not changing the world you you're just running it's it's a privilege to run yeah so chill like relax <laughs> if you don't finish your race you don't fucking finish your race like yeah i remember i remember before the marathon talking to someone about and they're like oh you're nervous i was like well not really for starters they're like oh you're ready for your race i was like i'm not racing <laughs> but i said i was like it to me it was just like a matter of as long as I put one foot in front of the other, make sure I'm staying hydrated and taking those electrolytes on and just keeping that pace that I set, like I'm going to get there eventually. And mm. it was like, it wasn't even like a, 
competitive thing that made me feel nervous. Mm. It was just like, yeah, like you said, going for a run sort of thing. But yeah. Yeah, like, you know, I and you, for me personally, it was like, okay, I've got people that know I'm a runner. If I, if I fail this, I'm, you know, they're going to think less of me. But okay, no, no, really, if I looked at someone on social media or not and went, oh, they failed their race, do I look at them differently? No. So mm. it's my it was my own personal thing um, of going like, you know, to my self-worth. I put a lot of value on myself to finish this race. And if I didn't, I was going to be less of a person. And that's another, that's a whole different self-worth, mental health thing that we can go down. But yeah. Again, it's just it's just a fucking run, and we overlook the Goggins thing, and, and we the, the the true meaning of what he says is just go do hard things, mm. train your brain to not bitch out when things get tough. That's it. That's as simple as it gets. Not fucking put yourself in hospital like he did. That's now, mm. before you mention. Obviously, he's running for those reasons. How has running helped you? And obviously with the Running Deep podcast mm. as well for yourself. Um, if anyone wants to get around that and mm. have a listen. Please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe. What is yeah. it? Like yeah. and subscribe. Uh, yeah. As you said, I'm Mark, Mark Avery. All, all ultra runners usually have a story behind why they do it. Um, so I, you know, we're fucking... Oh, long, long story short, um, depersonalization and depression. And, uh, everyone's got anxiety. Um, but yeah, I've always had it ever since I was a kid. Always been somewhat sporty. Do you want to explain what depersonalization is? Ooh, are you ready for this one? Yeah. <laughs> so depersonalization is absolutely fuck fucking horrible. Um, I'm used to it now. I live with it every day. Have you ever put on a, a VR Oculus? Or what is it? The Samsung the VR sets, like yeah. the virtual reality yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. And you look around and you go, "I'm in." You know that's not your reality, but you know you're some you're somewhere. Mm. P- picture that right now. Yeah, right. Uh, so what it so what it is for context? It's a um dis, dis- what is it? dissociation disorder from a traumatic experience. I don't know what the fuck the traumatic experience was because I remember the day it happened. I woke up. I felt overtired. Boom! Just detached from my reality um i thought i was going crazy thought i was fucking going absolutely mental i thought i um drug induced psychosis because when i lived in melbourne um that's all i did just Mm. wasn't sport didn't do anything no sun no nothing worked overnights um yeah went to revolver every weekend ketamine coke molly just fucking everything drinking yourself to you on the side of the street spewing and then everyone's like laughing and it's just not a nice it's not it's not a nice lifestyle at all um and then yeah one morning woke up and maybe it was the drugs that did i don't know um but yeah just completely split from my reality how i see myself now is like that you know being super overtired looking through oculus mm. almost like a like you're looking at your own life in third third person that's exactly what it is yep. um i'm used i'm so used to it now i forget about it sometimes mm. i think about it and i go ah oh, like all it is is up here i'm not physically dying it's just it's a trauma response that's all it is yeah how do i get back the one time i've come back into my body was watching um 
client liaison at a festival. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this and this is why I'm a true. Won't go into that, but I'm a, I'm a believer of substances like microdosing, all that. Yep, can help because I was I had fuck all Molly, and I came back. It was the first time ever I've actually come back in years. Mm. This is like two or three years ago. And yeah, I, I came back for five minutes and then left again. I was yep. like, what, what, there's a disconnect in my brain that's not allowing me to come back. What is it? Still haven't figured it out yet. So would you have to speak to like a, was it neuros? Neurologist or something? It would be down that, yeah. down that, um, that track. Get some scans on your brain. Yeah. I, I And I, again, in a way motivates me because I'm living with this every fucking day. Um, but also it scares the fuck out of me sometimes when I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm used to it now. And my escape used to be alcohol. Um, my escape just to not think about it used to be drugs, alcohol, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then, you know, moving or answering your question was, I sort of... What, one day off a fucking massive bender, I was sitting on the couch with my partner, gorging out and like binging on Maccas. And suddenly, I'm just I'm watching a video of the finish line of a um, Iron Man. I'm like watching it, going like, I'm gonna do one of these. Stop, just crying, just like bawling my eyes out, going, I've never been so connected to this video like whilst i'm eating fucking macas and <laughs> i'm drunk so yeah, start crying went yep i'm gonna start training for this so i bought myself a bike um the rest is history i just started training 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 yeah and and how it helped me was it just gave me it gave me something to, worth living for mm-hmm. um because we all get like you know suicidal tendencies and whatnot and that's just a part of life, I guess. But, you know, it, it gave me purpose. I think that's what we're all searching for is, is purpose, to, to have meaning, to, you know, what we were talking about earlier, to have connections when you're running with people, to, you know, enjoy the passage of time that's passing right now, to, to give that meaning. Um, and, yeah, that's what, that's at the time, that's what triathlon training did for me and that's what, running does for me gives just gives my fucking life some sort of purpose Mm. um and you know with the with the podcast i put up a post yesterday i just want to capture you know my my reasoning and why i want to do it and why it's helping me is i get to talk to people that have done amazing things because it helps me and i also get to you know have a conversation about life and the human experience because right now you know, the human experience sucks for quite a few people with, you know, rising rates and floods and everything that's fucking going on at the moment. Having that connection, having that just makes life that little tiny bit easier. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like that, you know, to answer the question, it, it, it helps me to give me meaning, gives me purpose, gives life that spark that I've, you know, needed. Mm. Yeah, I think having something to strive toward is such a beneficial thing. And 
and having those goals that are sort of open-ended mm-hmm. like once to go back to nick berry <laughs> the legend he was talking about his business and how it's it's like a never-ending goal because you can <coughs> constantly build on that and whether it's this podcast or whether it's like running and just training in mm-hmm. general i think it's it's fantastic do you we we spoke about it earlier and you sort of said that obviously everyone's on their own journey and to have a recommendation for someone it always comes back to just an example of how you've helped yourself or how something has helped you what helped you with that um getting through that depersonalization and stuff oh good question. was it was it running no i i running gave me purpose running gave me we can bring it what what saved me i i fucking I, I was in the bath the other night and i said it like out loud finally if it wasn't for my kids i think my kids out of everything saved my life um running running is running as i said you know it's a privilege to run it's a privilege to work out it's it is a privilege and you know it, it's a it's a good vessel for me to unload um but I don't think that's that's the thing that saved me. I think, yeah, my my kid, I can. Uh, fuck, this is hard. That's a it's a good question because it's so open ended for my story and what I've been through. It's if I put it down, I saved me. My kid saved me. I can say everything. My my let's put it back down to, yeah. Okay, I'll say running saved me kid saved me i saved me because i wanted change i i couldn't stand like there's not just this one variable that like that was that was it it's like you had multiple Mm. reasons for it but is it getting to that point of realization where you go there these are things worth living for yeah 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 um if it i can live without running i can live without running i can live I, i i i can you know live without all that stuff but i think when it when it comes down to it i'll say it wholeheartedly if it wasn't for my kids i would fucking be, kill myself mm. like as as harsh as that sounds my children give me a reason to live i don't think i i, I could run but you know that that has it, it's only given me so much um and you've got the magic of running and working out and that but that's it's not tangible if if that makes mm. sense and your kids are constantly there like you can't run 24 hours a day and it keeps me in check mm. because remember you know especially just coming from an addict perspective and you know having that addictive personality it's all well and good that you know i stopped doing heavy drugs and drinking and all that but i found running and i running turned into an addiction i started running to get away from my problems and people that's all it is you're just changing addictions and yeah you the, the argument is what would you rather be addicted to fucking cocaine or running it doesn't fucking matter if you're still using that as a, as a vessel you're getting fitter hmm. but if you're still abusing you know it's a crutch that could be taken away sort of thing for example because if you get injured or saying in what happens running is your get out then no running yeah Back to square one. Back to square one. So I think it's teaching yourself to... This is something you may not ever, ever come to in your entire life, but it's being happy with this, the moment you have, and as deep as 
deep as that is, is is getting to a point where you don't need things. Keeping fit and healthy, of course, very important, but it's getting to a point where you don't need to, or you're not addicted to that that endorphin hit. You're not. You, mm. You're just running because you love running. Right now, a lot of people aren't doing that. People are doing, you know, I won't even get into that. It's just a whole <laughs> fucking different podcast. Um, for me personally, I want to get to a point where I don't need substances. I don't need running. I don't need to go out and get fit because what at, at one point, it became my addiction. And when I say addiction, I'm talking about it affected my life in a negative way mm. at some point. So... Kent, are you going to be home? No, I'm going running. But no, Kent, we're like, we've, we've organized this. I don't care, I'm getting my running. Mm. You're affecting family time now. That's that's where the addictive side comes in. You need to, you need to have that run. And, and in turn, it affects the people around you. That mm. could be for... That, like, addictions can be fucking anything. It can be books. It, it can be... Anything that negative negatively affects your life for your own personal pleasure. That's that's basically all it is. Mm-hmm. It can be anything. So I want to get to a point and I think a lot of people need to start to see that and go, is is it serving me? Yes, as I said, being fit and healthy is important, but how do I fucking articulate it? It's okay. going off on a fucking tangent, right? I think no, that's a, good, a good example is Sunday's like with his a healthy body for a healthy mind mm. it's 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 to complement each other i mm. think um and that's something i know for myself like i i wouldn't say i have a an addictive personality at all but like i definitely when i'm enjoying something like anyone does they get sort of more focused focused on it and it pops up more in their brain and that sort of thing but yeah i guess if if you're relying on it to to get you through other things, that's when you start noticing it's an unhealthy habit. And, and but you'll always get the person that says, "What would you rather?" Yeah, <laughs> and it's like I know what I would rather, but yeah. I don't want to have, I don't want to be connected to it in that what you just said. I don't want I don't want that connection with. It. I want to do it because I enjoy it. Mm. I don't want to run away from my problem. Literally run away from my problems. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and I found. I didn't run so then I found eating is my way out you know I would fucking binge on food and I went okay pull yourself back Kent this is your next addiction Mm -hmm. Um, smoking like anything I touch I get fucking addicted to so that that in its own sense is you know I've got to ask myself don't don't ask why the addiction ask why the pain Mm -hmm. you know that's where pain most 99.5 nine percent of all addictions or people who have been addicted um have had some sort of trauma in their life which they've needed an escape that's all it is that's all it comes down to and i know where all that comes from but then it's just the healing process and it's not fuck yeah it's not fucking easy it's hard it's up and down it's it's running these ultras it's not running these ultras it's you know smacking your kids it's seeing your kids and loving your kids it's healthy relationship it's fighting with your partner it's just all a part of the healing process it's fucking hard it's mm. really fucking hard mm. um, but it's not just running and I think we look, we put a lot of emphasis because on um, running because of social media um, I think it's breaking down slowly but yeah running's not going to fix 
you know, your childhood trauma. Yeah. I find it interesting how people, whatever they do or, or are known for is that's how they identify them. Like someone would be like, Kent, the ultra, ultra athlete. And it's like, well, that's one factor of your life. Like Kent, the father, Kent, the podcast mm-hmm. host and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And like, I feel like if you get caught up in like, yeah, spreading that message of that's what you are, then like... And that's why I took a step back from Instagram. I don't want to be... I just want to be known as Kent, the guy that does a bunch of shit. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to be known as the ultra runner because then you've got certain connotations behind that that you have to live up to. Yeah. I don't want to be known as a podcaster. I'm just... I, the way I look at it and the way I want to show up in my life, and it's a super simple exercise, is picture yourself at a board meeting you've got all the different parts of you on on the table so i've got you know to the left of me the podcaster i've got the dad i've got all those different parts that make up who i am they're all still me who's running the board meeting who's the guy that's directing everyone and saying hey this is what we're going to do today and if you picture that that's who you turn up as every single day Mm. he's the most important person that's who you are and that's who your identity is all these people here are a part of your identity but they're not who you are that and then that's where the exercise gets interesting is that you've got to pinpoint who is that person who is that guy at the end of the table that you go who's you know who's going to turn up for these people when shit gets tough Mm. that's who you are that's your life force that's exactly everything that you represent your values your beliefs and everything between that's really interesting never heard that one it's good and it gives you a bit more depth into yourself a bit more self-awareness to go yep this is who i am um you know i have no issue uh, as i said out there i have no issue writing anyone off if that doesn't agree with my values Mm. it's not being rude i just don't like i see through that it's a blessing and a curse for going so deep on myself that I see through the fucking shit. Like, like. Have you have you found at all that the depersonalization has actually benefited you in any way? Hundred yeah. percent. Because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm one of the deepest fucking thinkers. I'll sit. My my partner will even catch me out. I'll be like driving, and she goes, "I've got you've got the look." <laughs> she goes what are you thinking about i'm like ah oh, fuck <laughs> i'm thinking about how this one time when i was a kid and this happened to me and how that affected me moving and she goes can't you're just driving us to fucking work like <laughs> stop I'm like, i can't i just yeah. i think so deeply about you know everything you know why that person like for example um i'm not even going to mention his name because i can't be bothered dealing with it person i um social media don't like like, why doesn't he like why don't i like him yeah i i I pick it apart and i get because it doesn't agree with it doesn't align with my values like that shouldn't have fucking affect me why does it affect me because i've got unresolved shit that i haven't dealt with from when i was you know growing up that i never got through yeah um so okay cool how do i get through that so then i i spend two weeks on that part of me that i need to get over and fix and then i come out of it oh, cool feel better so it's a constant picking myself apart um and the depersonalization helped me with that because i had to go internally i i there was no external pill or, or, 
or treatment that was going to help me or have to do it myself. Mm. That's, as, that's as simple as it is. Um, and it sucked. It fucking sucked. It really fucking sucked. It fucking sucked. Like, <laughs> to go so deep on yourself after you've been on such a big drug bender and shit and, and realize that the only person that can get me out of this situation in, internally is me. Mm-hmm. That's the worst part is that it's scary because you've got no one else to share the experience with. That in, in its own right, I go, fuck yeah, like that gave me you know, the mental capacity to get through hard times. Um, even though they're hard when, you, when you're in it you um, you know everything fucking sucks but when you come out of it you know you get that yeah, it's perspective, hey, it's it's perspective. Like everything always mm. seems larger than it is when it's when it's first mm-hmm. there but yeah it, it's cool to hear like that um, analogy of the board members is really cool and to yeah it seem it makes sense mm. like from um, the depersonalization your ability to kind of see that but that's awesome like I definitely want to try to implement that um, just turn up how you show up in the world as as you and I think we not know what because of social media because of the technological age we all want to be someone we all want to we all want to be we want we want to be seen in a certain light but we realize that that down the track that doesn't align with us so you get stuck into that depression because you're being you know what's um Jim Carrey's thing he's like you you're deep in deep rest. Your body, your body, saying, "I don't want to fucking feel. I don't want to be this person anymore because it's fake. It's fake mm-hmm. avatar that I put up." That's where you do the board member thing. You go, "Who, who's this person at the end of the boardroom? Who is that?" That's who you need to show up as every single day. Everything else will come with it. All these people, the podcast, the runner, um, footy player, you know, they're all a part of you. They're all you. They're all what make up who you are but the, who's the head honcho that's the guy who is running the show so turn up as him and everything else will follow yeah, that's it's interesting it's a it's a strange kind of like dichotomy of i know with instagram and just promoting the podcast and stuff like for myself one of the main reasons was to meet people like yourself mm. that i'm interested in or like that i can learn from mm. but then the sharing i think the sharing of it for friends and whoever's willing to listen is like it's kind of like to put it out there and then mm. whatever happens with it happens with it mm. but yeah even for myself prior to getting the podcast and like the, the instagram mm. page to go along with it like i got rid of instagram because i was just like and i'm starting to see it creeping back in where i'll just be sitting there like scrolling mm. and then i'm like yeah this this isn't who i that's not one of the board members i want mm. on there sort of thing and and yeah it's like but to then balance that with um trying to promote this and trying to spread the spread the message and just yeah. the interesting people in our lives and stuff as well so it's a double-edged sword like again can be used for great things which it has um but also there is the um shallow superficial side of things where you, know, you don't have to get caught up in it but when the business runs off superficial shallow mm. you know it's it's hard to see through all the crap but again there, there are some great people on there who are doing great things but there's also not great people on there mm-hmm. doing not so great things with the running deep podcast where do you have like a vision for it or i want to make a living off it um i don't want to you know maybe i'm just putting barriers up already i don't want to be multi i don't i don't i'm not driven by money i'm not driven by you know, being a multi-millionaire and fucking hustle, grind, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> doesn't, 
that doesn't align with me. I want to I want to impact people's lives uh, for the better. I want to create experience. I want to showcase the human experience, the, the essence of the human spirit in the sense of, you know, getting through the hard times, doing amazing things when, you know, life has you up against the wall to show what you're truly capable of. That's that's all I want to do. And if I can make a living off it with sponsorships and, you know, get merch sold and whatnot, you know, then, then I'm, I'm going to be a very happy man. Mm. You know, I don't want... If it becomes the best in the world, well, that's great, but that's not the goal. The goal is to save lives. The goal is to give different perspective on on life because I think we're all, I feel, you know, more than most, there's a lot of people who are stuck in a rut with no way out and to, to give a different perspective and show them a different light, you know, that's 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 the goal there isn't there again there is no end goal it's the journey mm. it's the meeting people and it's such early days i'm only not even 20 episodes in um but then you know i want to eventually do a podcast a week but then you've got to look at the timing and kids and uni and blah, 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 everything in between so yeah maybe two one every two weeks or so will yep. work out but again it's just fucking hard and cost me money to do the episode mm. so no i think it's awesome the podcast um it's super insightful just to see that even these people that are doing all these amazing things like all the ultra runners and mm. stuff they they're still normal people they're mm. still experiencing shit 100 percent, and that's that's what i say it's the the human experience like we put these people on a fucking pedestal we treat them differently. We and, and but you realise that you know recently Risha Lewis, mm. who came on, elite ultra athlete. What a story! Yeah, but she has two autistic children. She was living on site in a caravan, just getting by. We no one sees that. They just see her running really fast. And go wow, she's amazing. Put her on a pedestal. She's mm. she's a queen, but she doesn't feel like a queen. She just does it to 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 get the fuck the external noise off that's the only reason she was running now she's not for that reason because she's got the house and that but then you you don't see that side of things of people even you know um like anthony bourdain the chef killed himself he was going through like so much mental shit he killed himself Mm. no one saw that they just put him on a pedestal and treated him differently and Mm. you know he didn't feel like he could reach out you know all uh, what's it williams um robin williams Williams. Mm funny comedian like you, mm. in one of the podcasts i say you know, everyone's so fucked up everyone every single person you know you know a couple of years ago I, I we nearly lost our house when i was living with my parents well, not a couple of years ago when i was in high school nearly lost our house i didn't see that i just saw dad working a lot and mm. going, shit like i didn't know he was crying behind closed doors like you know your, your parents your, your mom your dad Sister, auntie, uncle, friends, friends of the family, friends, mum and dad, they're all, we're all fucked up. We're all got some heavy shit going on. Mm. And, you know, it comes back to the podcast. I want to, I, I, I want to show vulnerability. I want people to be open with one another because we're all fucking suffering. You know, some of us are living week by week. Like, you know, just be kind. That, as cliche as it is, just be kind, be happy. Like, chill out for a sec and realize that we're all in this together this fucking rat race this machine that churns 
Um, oh, that's getting too deep. Fuck. No, <laughs> no, 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 that's yeah. Um, but yeah, it's you just look at the the human experience and realize that these people who we we look up to are as human as us, mm. as human as us, and we forget that we treat them differently. And I don't think that's what they want. I think they just want like to be able to have good conversation without that you know identity of i've got to be an ultra runner i've got to be this or i've got to be that i think that's something that excites me a lot like whenever i see someone do something cool to acknowledge it as and realize that they're not that much different from me obviously with training Mm. and all that sort of stuff as well but yeah i find that exciting that like if someone does something i'm like oh i could probably do it if i put the time and effort Mm. into it and like now coming into this, uh, I guess whether it's a period of my life where I'm really enjoying the running and that sort of thing as well, and like hearing about these ultras and stuff, it gets me like all fired up mm. for it. But yeah, to to realize that that people are even though they're doing the same thing, they aren't necessarily doing it for the same reasons. Mm. And like, or even if they don't have a reason, they're just doing it because they like it. There's there's one guy Ryan Crawford. Um, he's fucking he's next level. Like. He, so you got these people that are doing you know a marathon a day for 30 days mm-hmm. he does that as training he, that's not like a challenge to him mm. he's up at 2 runs a marathon goes to work repeat that's his training mm. like and people go he's going to burn out he hasn't burnt out for the past 4 years like he's winning races he's, he's an elite athlete and he, he why does he want to do it he just wants to find his inner greatness it's like mm. that's it there's nothing more or nothing less that's how simple it is and he won't stop at anything till he finds his own inner greatness and this is where it comes back down to you know enjoy the journey not the destination it's you know they say oh you're only as good as your last race you know you're only as good as your your training that's it it's as simple as it like it's not about the race it's about the the lead up the the grinding getting up at two o'clock and doing all that Mm. um yeah but again he's got two kids he works, he's a chippy, but he's still fitting it in and he's just as human as us. Like mm. he's, but he want, he just wants a different goal. He wants, he wants his own inner greatness. Mm. That's the, um, I think that's such an impressive thing as well. When people just maintain their normal life yeah. with, with that stuff. I, I can't remember what his name is. Ned, someone, he's a young fella, Sparky in WA and he's, he's run like 50 in a row each morning and he, he's about yeah. to run across australia yeah 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 and he he was yeah. yeah doing his run and then just going and mind you here's a spark you're not a chippy so. <laughs> <laughs> but no he's he's doing his run um every single day and then just goes to work and just does it the next day and i'm like man like that commitment that's almost like more impressive just to maintain and especially mm. you throw some kids in the mix and stuff mm. as well like yeah, but the, and it just goes to show what is possible if you want it enough mm. But again, he's had to apply, and people overlook it. He's had to apply himself to that, you know, that that certain set of values to get to where he is. Yeah. And a lot of us don't have it in us. I, I don't. I don't want to. But again, I don't want to run a marathon every morning for training. Mm. Like I just that's doesn't align with me. Um, but for him, it does. So yeah, like each their own, but yeah, just it goes to show what is possible, what truly is possible if you want it. Mm. We um obviously conscious of your time as well. We're a bit over an hour now, but 
We uh, have two questions that we always ask to our guests. Yeah. Um, one of them being, do you recall a favorite failure that's benefited you in the long run? Ooh, good call. Oh, fuck. Favorite failure. Favorite failure. Or even just a recent one that you, you've seen that you've benefited from. Um, I'd say getting a... Mm, <laughs> I think it comes to the podcast. Um, you know, I wouldn't call it a, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a failure as such, but I call it a good learning lesson, um, to follow your gut instinct. Um, I, I invited someone on who was quite big, I'm not going to mention names cause he's a fucking cockhead. <laughs> um, again, social media, he, he puts on the front of his, uh, he's a spiritual man and into all sorts of body breath work and some positivity blah 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 yeah invited him on we made a time we did the we did everything i felt in my gut that he wasn't a right fit for the podcast but because you know ego got in the way i went oh he wants to come on he's a big you know uh, being on tv and whatnot anyway we we set everything up he never he never showed up to the zoom yeah right. cool i messaged him messaged him Oh, sorry, mate. Had it in my diary for this day. I was like, cool. Well, fuck. Here's the screenshot of you agreeing this morning. After the reminder, here's a, you know, screenshot of you agreeing to the time. You never turned up. Then he turned around and put it back on me saying, I'm the one that fucked up. Got just turned into a nasty, nasty man. I went, okay, next time. I'm not going to chase that up. I'm not going to follow that up. I'm not even going to try and get him back on. Just goes to show, you know, to follow your gut instinct if it doesn't feel right it's probably not gonna mm. be right um yeah that's the only one like that's the one that i i go yeah i've got to start really looking inward and fear if it feels wrong it's wrong mm. if it feels right feels right so yeah i think that's that there's that one yeah cool. nice. um last question if you had a billboard that everyone could see what would it say um Nothing fucking matters, so do whatever you want to do. Nice. I like that. (laughs) Simple. (laughs) Again, getting deep on this one. Like, in the grand scheme of, you know, next hundred years, everything we do, including my podcast, including every podcast, including sports, NRL, everything that goes on in this life, all forgotten about. Nothing, like, we've got 80 years left. Not even... We've got 70 years left, 60 years left on this planet. And we give a fuck about what the next person thinks of us or what we do. It's not, it's not their life. It's our life. So if you want to go climb the mountain, go climb the mountain. If you want to eat the fucking big pasta, eat the big fucking pasta. If you want to do whatever you want to do, quit your job to do ballet. Like that, Who's the, there was a guy, um, I forgot his name, footy player, boxer. Doesn't give a fuck about anyone, but he's a ba- he does ballet now. Was it, oh, I know Harry Garside does ballet as well. I think it's I think that's him. Yeah, yeah, he's like Australian boxer. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's but, still boxing though. I'm pretty sure. So but, but, but like he's just doing it because he loves it. Yeah. So that that's where it comes. It stems down to you know, we're we're not here for a very long time. Yeah. In the grand scheme of the universe, so just do whatever the fuck you want. Because wear those vibrams. Wear the vibram. Wear the vibrams. <laughs> you know. Color your hair, do whatever you want to do because uh, that it's just a big lesson that I'm starting to learn is that we've, everything's forgotten about. 
everything. No one remembers what happened a hundred years ago because no one gave a shit. Now, you know, we're living in the moment. Be happy with now. Live in this passage of time. That's as simple as it is. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Yeah, well, we really appreciate you coming down. Where can everyone find you, find your podcast? Uh, The Running Deep podcast, um, Kent underscore underscore Mullins on Instagram and the running the underscore running underscore deep underscore podcast <laughs> on our Instagram. How tricky is it? Like, I was like, surely something's not called the Montana Project or whatever. And then it's like a little band. It's, I, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I think we had to go to the Montana Dot Project or something like yeah. that. I'm like, man. Well, when I did the run for your life thing, it was, I couldn't have run for your life. Yeah. I had to go run dot for your life. And I was like, oh, that dot just doesn't look nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Here's what it is. Just enjoy your life and fucking get it done. Let's go. Get it done. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs>